following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it? Because no. frustration sets in. Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down! Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live from the Star Worldwide Networks Tower. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Ah, uh, yes, it's Saturday morning again, and it's time once again for Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide networks and it is Dan it's the it's the last Saturday of February two months have gone by in 2019 and we, now and now we where can have get, all the <laughs> times gone <laughs> actually we can actually get out of the ark after all of our enormous amounts of moisture we've had this month I don't think it's over with yet it's it's you know mother nature is not done sending down wrath and um, supporting the um, you know, the uh, economy by raining and calling all roofers <laughs> together and all contractors to help. Yes, but just think we might just be able to get out of a drought. Well, you know, that's about the only, that's a good thing that, you know, we're all people in Arizona are always looking for, you know, and, you know, uh, all our friends all across the country are experiencing all kinds of different crazy weather that we just need to, you know, send out the uh, positive energy and vibes that way to Hopefully that everybody stays safe and, uh, you know, their homes don't get destroyed. They don't have uh, weird accidents. You know, we've seen a lot of accidents with all the snow. I mean, here in our own state this week, I mean, Flagstaff got dumped on. 12 inches. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. You know, and they showed pictures of guys shoveling snow up there and it's pouring you know it, the snow rather, is just coming down i'd rather I mean, sit here in the valley and watch those guys shovel snow up there i'd rather sit here and watch myself shovel sunshine that's, that's right. what i think I and, love when, that. and when it comes to the rest of arizona and when it comes to the rain we just suck it up yeah, yeah that's right oh, that's I, all right i don't know about that man i tell you the, the funny thing about living here all my life is i hear everybody complain they're either complaining it's too hot or too cold or it's raining or it's not raining enough it's like wait a second where's the happy medium you know i had a Pick friend when i had a friend i talked to yesterday back last night and they were telling me about you know they have some friends back east and and the weather was just so crazy you know telling them Oh my God! It's snowing. It's doing this, doing that. You know. Meanwhile, you know, she turned around and said, "You know, it's 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 getting cold here overnight. It's like 30, 35, or freezing." And and you know, and it's like fifty five during the day. And they're like, they laughed. They laughed. You know. So all you people in Arizona, you're a bunch of wusses. I'm like, no, our blood just thinned out, and we know where to be because we like to take in good weather. And what, what what's it like? Three hundred days. Of yeah. Out of 365, it's sunny here in Arizona. That's I think right. that number's going to be going down this year because it's not, it's, it hasn't been. I mean, we haven't, it should be getting warmer here in Arizona in the like middle, late February, and I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, it's just not uh, happening. I, I saw a piece on TV, a tomato growing guy in the valley here. A he tomato said, growing, was that our friend out in the field? That's our guy out in the field. <laughs> he's growing tomatoes he's in the He's growing wintertime? tomatoes now, yeah. Oh, my God. But uh, he's, his uh, business is down 60%. Really? Because the temperatures are, are so far down right now. He says, normally by mid-February, I've already got a, you know, a nice regular crop going here in my uh, greenhouses. And he says, it's been too cold. Yeah, it's crazy. And for those of you who just joined the show, my name's Steve Dubell. I uh, am your host for Image Home Improvement Live right here along with uh, Dan Hayden, um, resident home inspector 
here in the Valley of the Sun, and also our lovely and talented Robin Cote, who is our studio director. I'll be nice today. All right, be nice today. All right, be nice today. All right, and we've got a lot of things planned for you for the show today. We've got obviously we're uh, all cognizant of what's going on with the weather, along with. Uh, some of the things that we've been looking at and, you know, uh, keep keeping everyone posted on the uh, ongoing uh, closing efforts of uh, for the Dubell Dominion, which is coming uh, soon next month. And actually, there's some information we're going to be sharing along with our uh, great friend and sponsor, Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. He's going to be here and we're going to be talking some plumbing things. And, you know, one day I'm talking about plumbing that I that I actually uh, insisted on having done in the process of doing our due diligence for our home inspection is um, cameraing the sewer line because you hear, yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about people buying homes. That's one thing that's really not on the list of things to do, but obviously being a contractor and being aware of certain things around where you anticipate where drain lines and, and, and uh, water and, supply lines are. Yeah, that, have, having been there, I saw where they were positioned, which yeah. was not ideal, and having heavy things over the lines. That's why I started calling out, let's get a look inside, make sure they're not crushed or obstru- you know, right. have obstructions. Right, and you think about it, you know, um, drain line pipe, ABS pipe is really pretty strong. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it takes a lot to basically, if you took it out and you beat it, with a hammer or a sledge, it's take, going to take a lot to crack. But think about the power of a tree root. Oh yeah, finding its way into probably most likely a seam they can, somewhere where it's glued together. And when that glue it solidifies, I mean, it's strong. You can't break it. Once it sets up within like ten seconds, it's hard. It's not going anywhere. But the roots find ways into drains, and then mm-hmm. especially some of the older homes that have different types of piping. Oh, and yeah, like clay orange, tile. Well, Orangeburg pipe here in the Valley of the Sun, where, you know, that has typically over time cracked and done some other things. So um, it, it's just, it's crazy. You just have to worry about coming in and taking care of these things and doing your due diligence to be able to go uh, know that when you close that, you know, you have, uh, that you have peace of mind. Because other than that, um, you know, a good friend of mine told me that uh, they had closed on a house and about, oh, what was it? Uh, several months later after they closed on the house, all of a sudden they get a, they get a drain clog in mm-hmm. their house. And they're like, what in the world is going on here? Because, it's you know, they didn't know. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, the train was clogged. They had to go spend. Now, this is beyond the fact because you can't go back and ask the seller for, you know, money to pay for this because if you would have found it, well, then you could have dealt with it before you closed. But they went back and he had to, they had to dig up the ground, find, find where the, the drain was clogged. They had to cut out the bad piece of pipe, and then he had to put a new piece in, close it all back up, fix the landscape, and $4,800 later, everything's working. And I'm like... um, Really? I'm like, you know, I'm not going down that road if I have any inkling at all that there may be something close to my lines. Before I close, I'm going to know and have peace of mind. 
Exactly. So, you know, we went through that, and, you know, we've got... Um, we put it this way, a tree can break rocks. Yeah. Sewers don't have any chance at all. Yeah, so we have, <laughs> we gotta, we're going to post the video of what, what the inside of your drain should look like because it, it actually came out clean so that this way people can understand. I mean, it's not, it's, don't get me wrong, it's not great, great um, you know, interesting video, but it will show you it's good information for you to know to see exactly what it should look like. God forbid, if it does get clogged, you know it has to be clean. Yes, and one so, other thing while we're talking about, you know, being in the drain. Yes. Don't pour it. Being in the drain? Oh, yeah. good thing. I'm glad you didn't say being in the gutter. That's right, because okay. it's, you know, the gutter's in higher elevation. Oh, okay. That's usually um, my job. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Don't, don't, don't flush grease down your pipes. You know, just because it looks like you, you've got the hot water on and you're running the grease out from the bacon out of your pan down into your disposal and into the pipes. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure. Collect it and toss it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You get that fat berg like in uh, London. <laughs> yeah. All right. And we want to welcome into the conversation <laughs> Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. Jeff, good to have you back on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How you, uh, you know, what do you think about Dan's comments there, you know? Oh, it's kind of like clogged arteries. Almost the same thing. You go to your, your doctor to hit. To have them look at your heart and you got clogged arteries. Well, the same thing happened with your, with your drains at your house. If you don't uh, have them routinely maintenanced or use mm-hmm. something at least in your drains, it's going to uh, destroy or, or get rid of that grease. It's going to have the same problem. Yeah, it's like eating too much salt. It just builds up and it'll get you. Yeah, <laughs> cholesterol. and Yeah, yeah. so, yep. I mean, you think about that. I mean, that's what people also talk about, you know, with, uh, you know, with the hard water that they have here in Arizona that – you know, if you don't do something with it, it's going to shorten the life of your appliances. It's going to, you know, when you take showers, you know, you may not feel it, but some people do. That you feel the minerals in the water and it doesn't feel like you're completely clean after you take a shower. I mean, you know. Well, look at your tub and that black buildup. Well, Yuck. yeah. I mean, and then you get you get buildup around, or, you know, around drains and, 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 and slightly not tight connections that become a little you know, white and green, and, you know, something's wrong. You'd see a lot of that usually um, on connections on your water heater. Oh, yeah, like so. I saw yesterday. Nice little pinhole. Fixtures and faucets, yeah. you see it. Uh, your shower heads, your aerators on your faucets, your your faucet handles, um, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are things Those are things that, you know, I don't think people, um, when they see it, they just accept it. Yeah, and a lot of times people don't even do anything about when you, it. When you turn on your sink in, in the bathroom, the water shouldn't shoot sideways. Well, no, well, that's just not right. Well, I know. But, you know, one of the other things, too, that people turn around, you know, I don't think they really, you know, when they allow that, when you're, like Jeff had said, when your aerator gets full and it gets clogged, that's probably the only time that they're going to take notice. Oh, my God, my aerator's clogged. I have to go. I have to go fix it. I have to go get to replace it. Or well, they let think me, they have to replace the whole fixture. When sometimes you just clean the screen well, and take the water Well, that's out. another story that we shared <laughs> on a few other shows about that gentleman who shared that story for me when I was with a, in a Phoenix Coyote or Arizona Coyote game. And um, that's exactly what he did. He couldn't get the filter off, and then he decided he was the screen off, the air radio. He, was, well, you know, he says, well, I'll just change the faucet. And then, he start, then it went from one stupid mistake to another, and then he had a flood. So just really crazy. Just That's really always crazy. fun. The hardness in Arizona, uh, typically in the in the valley, we're somewhere between eighteen to twenty four grains of hardness. However, there is a couple cities now that is treating their water 
um, that's removing the hardness from the water. It's adding um, other minerals to the water, so you might want to get it tested uh, just to see what minerals that are being added. Nothing that's going to be harmful, but uh, it's kind of like uh, you get in the shower and you can feel that calcium right away. You know, you got soap on your arm and you're you're washing your arm, and then all of a sudden the soap's gone, but your hand stops because it no longer <laughs> can will move around because that calcium's got you stuck, you know. Uh, but uh, hardness is a, is a factor here in the Valley. I mean, people that come here from other states like uh, uh, Washington or Oregon or uh, up north or back east, they, they don't have any idea what hardness is. So they get here, and they're like, why does my water feel so weird? We see, having grown up here and had nothing but hard water, when I went to other areas where the water was naturally soft, I was like, this is so slimy. <laughs> well, yeah, you turn around. When I moved here, but the one thing that got my attention was obviously the first time I made coffee. I thought, <laughs> I thought I, coffee was like, like drinking dirt. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible, but it was so hard. The water was so hard, coffee tastes horrible. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the first and thing I needed to do. I said, I got to do something. And then I started doing research and like found that it was... It was common in Arizona that if you want, you want to have good coffee and or anything else, and like Jeff had said, all these other benefits, you know, that we talked about of having, you know, treated water, then, you know, you got to do something. Yeah, and, and and that's not even the technically the hardness in the water. That's the TDS. So the the EPA has certified that anything above 500 TDS is considered um, unsafe to drink. Wow. Nowhere in the valley are you going to get anywhere below 500 TDS. No. So <laughs> everywhere you can taste out here, it too. You're oh yeah. Yeah. Everywhere out here. I mean, there's little pockets here and there where they're on a private well or uh, a private treated, you know, water for that community or whatnot. That TDS could be could be lower, but standard coming out of faucet is um, 500 plus. I've seen it as high as 900 um, back uh, over there near Arizona Avenue and uh, Queen Creek out in Chandler. Uh, there's a well out there that TDS is actually over 5,000 because there's Ooh. arsenic in the water. Wow. So, yeah, you got to really kind of, if you're on well, that's one of the biggest concerns is, you know, the things that are going to be in your water. But aside from that, the the bad taste that you're going to get from, with your coffee and all that, that's total dissolved solids. That's, you know, the, the minerals that are in the water. Most of the time, they're, they're not harmful. They're not going to hurt you um, in any way, shape, or form. What I love is when some of those companies go out there and they try to pitch a uh, you know, 70 or 80 year old uh, man or woman on getting a, an RO system put under their sink, but they've lived in Arizona their whole life. They've drank tap water their whole life. I'm like, you know, really? You probably shouldn't. You Don't know, push like, that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like one of those, that's an oxymoron. You know, it's like <laughs> they, they've lived this long on tap water. They're fine. They're okay with the taste of it. You don't need to push water treatment. Um, there are companies out there that that's what they do. That's all they yeah. do. They're going to push it and, it's just one of those things, and uh, we don't do that. Thank God, we we actually ask for, you know if a customer is interested. Right, know, right. let them. And let some of those companies have those fake science kits that'll show you positive to sell you anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just yeah. love watching some of those demonstrations. I'm saying, oh, that's completely wrong. How to use a pH strip? You fool! Come on. Right, and I used to sell <laughs> vacuum cleaners. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, RO water. So, so here's another thing that most people don't. Don't get so our, our tap water is it has to be between 6.8-7.2 pH. So on a pH scale, 7.0 is neutral. Um, anything above seven is alkalinity. Anything below seven is acidity. Um, so city tap has to be 6.8-7.2. If you put it in an RO system or you put it in a water treatment system, your pH is going to be lower, which means you're going to be more acidic. Um, 
So it, it's only going to be by like 0.2 to 0.4 pH. But if you're at 7.0, that's going to take you to 6.4 pH, which isn't horrible. Um, but what you can do is on an RO system, um, we actually add alkalinity uh, boosters in order to increase the alkalinity to the, the water coming in. And there's, there's also a big um, uh, group of people that, that are very interested in having alkalinity-based water because there's some, uh, I don't even know, scientific stuff behind it about helping with uh, raising the pH in our body, even though I believe it's our kidneys regulates our pH. But anything before that, it would increase your pH. So we have alkalinity boosts that will increase the pH by 2.0. So if you're coming in after the RO at 6.8, we're going to raise you up to 8.8 pH. It's kind of like if you go to the grocery store and you see those bottled waters that say 9.0 or 9.5 or 10.0. Yeah. Those are all alkalinity boosted, uh, you know, water. Water. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Jeez. All right. Yeah. We're, we're going to take a short break. When we come to come back, we're going to have more with Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing. And all your curiosity questions that pertaining to water, obviously being that, you know, February seems to be uh, a big water month, not just from the outside, but problems on the inside that we're going to get into right after the break. Don't go away. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust. The pros at quality systems, air conditioning, and refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need... I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now. 480-247-7654. Or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. JCPenney in-home custom window treatments. For over 50 years, customers have turned to the decorated experts at JCPenney's for quality custom window treatments that complement their style, decor, and budget. From energy-efficient shades and cordless shutters to blackout draperies, privacy blinds, and decorative hardware, our decorating consultants work with you one-on-one to bring your vision to light. With over 9,000 unique patterns, colors, plus countless more textures and materials, we can transform any window into a functional and inspirational view that's like any other. Beautiful custom windows in four simple steps. Schedule your appointment, we consult, we design, and then we install. To schedule your in-home appointment today, call 480-340-0659. That's 480-340-0659. And together we will create a view that is so you. Celebrity voice impersonated. Hi, this is your former president. I told my Arkansas girlfriend she was painting her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. Have you ever started a project on your home by yourself and it turned out worse than my presidency? Sometimes you need to call in a professional, especially when that professional is affordable and can fix everything. Call Image Home Improvement 623-580-0901 or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. Let the pros make everything look beautiful. Call Image Home Improvement or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. I thought a hot tub was a stolen bathroom fixture. 
I'm Krista Guerin from HGTV's Flip It to Win It. If you're purchasing a home to live in or to flip, you need to know everything about it. Get to know your home through the professionals on Image Home Improvement Live every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on Star Worldwide Networks. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks, and we'd mm-hmm. like to welcome all of you back to the show. And um, also, we'd like to uh, welcome one of our newest sponsors. It's uh, our friends over at Tim, Tim Lee over at Special Ops, obviously Clean Team. They actually deal with a whole bunch of different things and uh, been a good friend of mine for years and actually has... Uh, they actually are cleaners. They move in and out. They do deep cleaning. Wait a second. These are the soldiers, right? These are the soldiers. Oh. Yeah, special ops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so they cool. Do, yeah, absolutely. They they do uh, they do all my remodel and um, construction cleanup. You know, they're doing window clean, and they're actually going to be doing the initial cleaning over at the Dubell Dominion as soon as I close. Because <laughs> they'll be over doing that. Is his wife going to bring the ponies for your party? Well, you know, that would be a good idea. If I, cool. get, if I can get I the HOA... I got to know when that's going to happen. I got to bring the grand, grandkids If over. I can get the HOA to close the street off for the day that I sign what, and what, have oh, him just, come in to bring the horses down. Just you clean do it, it up. Just do it anyway and then have them slap your hand. I didn't know Ask I needed permission. Well, yeah, right. listen, I just had what to... What kind get, of a dog and pony show are we running I just had to get some special uh, permission to get the pod container dropped on the street instead of the driveway. <sighs> because that's, you know, they that's interesting. You know, when you get your container, you've got to make sure that, you know, when you get to your new home, that especially in an HOA, that they will allow you to have Did it on the street. Otherwise, you get you get labeled <laughs> like Dan did yesterday slipped. with a pink slip. <laughs> Stuck to my windshield. Right. You know, and see, that's another story for another show about how my, my love for HOA uh, board members. You mean weed police? Well, yeah, the weed police. Yeah, the and weed not police. That kind of weed. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Very yes. good. Very yeah. good, nice. Jeff. That was good. I like it. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, not the kind that you can get at the dispensary. No. Oh, my God. But yeah, so yeah, we want to give a special shout out to them. If you are in need of having uh, Tim's. Special Ops team team come out. Make sure you give him a call at 602-765-0086, 602-765-0086, and uh, he will definitely take good care of you. And uh, if you would if you would like at that special um, party, well, we could talk to his wife and see if she'll bring the horses out. Yeah, because I, I, like, I like his concept. You know, all these military guys coming to move you and clean your house. That puts a whole new meaning to merry maids for women. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, it took you a second. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right, Robin. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Come on. I got to represent the women out here. Please. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. See, you haven't, we haven't had, we haven't had a large contingent of, of uh, special women guests lately. So it's been all male. So I know you feel a little, you know. No, I don't. Single. No. I get along with the guys just as much as I do all the women. Right, just, but, you know, just, i got to represent the ladies in the audience just, because we know how to crank a wrench and grab the duct tape and fix things because sometimes yeah. we just have to. That's right. And now, but then there's something to be said, and I'm sure Jeff will have a few uh, comments about this, about duct tape for leaks. <laughs> you oh. know, I've seen people do that a lot. Quite a few, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? It, well, that's, that's if they see, that's the problem. They don't know to call you. So the first thing they do is like, oh, my God, grab the duct tape. Well, we just charge extra. 
It just starts extra for yeah. the time. <laughs> it's double time for that. Sorry. No, I completely encourage DIYers. Um, I actually, uh, oftentimes, if, a, if somebody calls up and they call to talk to a dispatch and, and it's just a simple project, we'll walk them through it on the phone. It's not a big deal. Um, as long as it's not something that's dangerous or, you know, it's going to require, like, actual diagnosis, like unjamming their garbage disposal, you know, things like that. Um, last thing people want to do is call a... Uh, you know, a plumber to come out there to find out that they broke a glass bottle into their garbage disposal, and that's why they had to call us out there. Oh, um, that, oh that grinding sound. Yeah, or or they were cleaning their fish tank, and all the rocks from the fish tank dumped into the garbage disposal. So, you know, simple things like that, it's real easy to, <laughs> <laughs> that would to be, fix. That would be kind of tough. What happened to the screen? The, there's the a screen, screen for the, the drain. What? No, the no. screen for the drain. No, that's on no. the basket strainer side. The garbage disposal side is just an open hole. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. A, I know a guy who actually has a screen. It's a plastic screen. It's that it's it, that it sits in oh, the drain okay, yeah. over that. Yeah. Like plastic, so it'll catch like big food stuff. So you don't, you know, you don't want to just clog the drain and just let it go in. A lot well, of times yeah, they do that. The only thing that should be going down the garbage disposal is ketchup and mustard. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else is going to get jammed. No sauces. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's a if it's a two stage or three stage garbage disposal, it'll be fine with just about anything. But um, what people tend to do is they think their garbage disposal is you know there to uh, grind up all the fiber stuff and all the peelings and and the rice and the spaghetti and the steak and everything else. What they don't realize is that. Uh, when the food passes through the garbage disposal, any leftover uh, thing that isn't grinded up, it has to make it through a three-quarter inch hole. So, and that's on a downward slope um, because when it hits the T for the garbage disposal where it connects to the, the P-trap, that T is split in half, which is an inch and a half pipe. So it makes it only a three-quarter inch hole. And uh, oftentimes it won't make it past that, uh, mm-hmm. especially if it's anything fibrous, it's not going to make it past that. And if it does, like pastas and rice, um, they're going to sit in the P-trap, and overnight they're going to expand, and you're going to wake up to no drain in the morning. Um, and then it, add the clotted arteries um, by because <laughs> yeah. the yeah. night before you decided to dump the grease from the fried chicken down the drain. So everything adds up. It all kind of boils mm-hmm. together, and it creates a wonderful job for a plumber. Well, my, my other favorite that I find at a drain are those uh, corrugated uh, Slinky drains. They, yeah, they're illegal. They, they turn left and right, and they drain. You know, and they catch hair, soap, and everything you want. They're, just, they're, they're against. The, I don't even know why they're able to be sold at home stores I because don't they're not. They're not UPC certified. Well, they might be UPC certified as far as their functionality, but they're not supposed to be installed in a residential home uh, or in commercial applications. I think maybe it's like uh, you know when people put like a, a little sink on the outside or something and they you know just a little yeah handyman special or whatnot but it really should not ever be used those those uh, accordion style you know how many times a month i see those um, it's amazing oh, yeah yeah quite I, a few. yeah it's amazing you know it got it, it was funny it's a, it's a melvin part okay wait a minute now here's a here's a perfect example okay i'm not going to name the store however <laughs> all right i was in tucson okay doing doing something and i had to get a i had to get um a couple of pieces of, of drain, okay, that didn't quite line up the way it mm. needed to, obviously, because it was a new sink. It was situation was a little off center. I couldn't quite couldn't quite make it. So I walked in there and I said to him, I said, here's here's my here's what I here's what I need. Here's the pieces. Okay. 
What can we do to pick it? Because I thought there was some elbow or some almost like a, a forty-five, like a almost like a one piece that had it came down was a forty-five, came over on the slant like a forty-five degree angle, and then went straight again. Well, they didn't have anything like that. So first thing the guy from the big box store says, here, look at this. Why don't you use this? And it was that accordion piece we were just talking about. And I said to the guy, um, and he must have felt like about an inch big, because I said, that's not code. That's not acceptable. I'm not using it. Let's let's fix it the right way. And he's like, uh, all right, let me look. <laughs> let me run I don't know the, what the right yeah, way it is. I don't know. Let but me you, let me run away to a break. We see you now if it was if it was an average homeowner that they they look this is what I mean. They look to these people to yeah, have they, they, look, they look for guidance and they're just another yeah, they're just making hourly wage. They know what it's there. They don't know if it if it's code or not. Or functional. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, and then you find it later on. I'm like, what you know, it falls into our category, which we always talk about here on the show. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that Un- Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We see that all the time. Or they, they encourage people to put two traps to get over there. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> two traps. Uh-huh. Or the the reverse trap. So they do the, the one oh, trap the and then they do the upside down trap. That's always funny. The 360 degree Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, uh, another thing, another favorite I like is when, uh, so people go to these box stores and they, they find these slip couplings that they can purchase, so they think they're going to replace their main water supply or, you know, a oh. pipe that burst or something like that. And what they fail to do and fail to realize oftentimes is that those are not really technically freeze-proof or uh, should be put in any outdoor situation or any in-wall situation. No. Uh, you probably shouldn't be using them to begin with. I mean, they've been around for a while, but it's definitely not going to be do the same quality that a soldered or brazed fitting is going to be um so so <laughs> my perfect one i went to this customer's house and they, they had leaks on their their main and it was all put together with these these slip-on fittings and uh i'm like slip fittings just don't cut it it's just not gonna work yeah then, was, you, then you get under pressure but the other one i love is uh seeing radiator hose clamps holding things together oh that's fun too well here's here's the deal with the slip the, these slip couplings the ultimate goal the ultimate deal so with arizona water and arizona heat all of our pipes expand and contract so if you imagine the thing that's creating the seal is an o-ring well an o-ring is only as good as it is as the, as the seal is so as long as that seal stays tight and doesn't move, that seal is going to last forever. However, add expansion and contraction to that. Now that seal is being expanded and contracted. So it's no longer a complete, just sealed all the time. That's right. Because it's moving. So every time it moves, it it it, it shortens the life expectancy of that O-ring. The O-ring ends up drying out, especially in Arizona sun. It's going to dry out really fast. Yeah. And it's going to crack, and now we're going to have leaks again. And then when we have wonderful winters where we have hard freezes... Uh, well, the only thing that's holding that together, that O-ring in there, is, is the a ice? very, <laughs> is a very thin brass uh, mm-hmm. outer ring. Right. Any water in that outer ring and it freezes, it's going to snap, and the whole thing's going to come apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Robin, you, uh, we gonna have a question before? 
Oh, I was just going to bring up the old wives' tale about throwing a lemon peel in the uh, oh. garbage disposal because they say that makes your house smell better and it also <laughs> sharpens the blades. And I've heard that ever oh. since I was in high school from my oh, mother. Really? And I looked at her and I said, no, you're not supposed to do that. Who came up with that one? <laughs> I did. An old wife. There is some truth to it. No, there is actually some truth to that, but not not appealing. Don't Do not intentionally put any peelings down your garbage disposal under any circumstances. However... No. If you have lemon juice left over from the night before, you know, having those drinks in that party, <laughs> a little bit of lemon juice you have and some ice, maybe still in the ice maker, put some ice in the garbage disposal, turn it into a slushy with the lemon, the lemon juice, just the juice, turn it into a slushy and then slowly run the water. And what that's going to do is it, it's going to deodorize it. It's also going to help with the rust that's built up oftentimes on the inside of these garbage disposals which is going to help with the smell over a longer period of time than just like right now. Um, and then uh, I don't know about sharpening the blades, but I know the ice is going to help with knocking off any rust that's not really, that, that's uh, being a problem. Um, the best thing to do is if you're going to replace it, replace it with a stainless steel garbage disposal, you're not going to have as many issues. Um, plus stainless steel isn't going to rust out. So, and you're not going to get the same smell that you're going to get from rusty, uh, rotten uh, uh, metal. What about those little baggies they sell now with the foam? You throw it in there and, and you yeah, turn it on? Does it's that... a foam bomb. It's, it's just a, a garbage disposal bomb, basically, um, which is it, it, it's going to deodorize it. I don't know what it's going to do for the rust because I don't really know what's in it. But it's going to have to be something that has uh, 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 acidic in it in order to... Uh, Break down the stuff, yeah. yeah. So ice and lemon juice, there you go. Yeah. Make a slushy. Don't eat it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Not after it's been in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. On that note, slushies. Yes, Jeff, go ahead. Now, I just want you to know that if you're doing that, it could create a temporary ice dam, and you could think it's all backed up. It's not. It just has to unfreeze. So just run the water down, and it'll go down. Don't worry about it. It's like a brain freeze. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. wait till the summer months and it'll melt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. That's another story. Later on, we could talk about during the summer when cold water. When, when is cold water hot? Well, when it's July in Arizona, that's why. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more plumbing uh, info for you and a whole lot more coming your way right here on Image Home Improvement Live. Don't go away. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480 480- 503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Sun, rain, and wind. Rightway Roofing knows Arizona and what it can do to your roof. From minor repairs to complete replacement, we've got you covered. Our state-of-the-art materials are designed to stand up to whatever Arizona dishes out. We offer a 15 to 30-year warranty depending on your roof, so you know it's done right. Rightway Roofing. Call or go online now for your free estimate. Rightway Roofing. There's only one way, the right way. Rightway Roofing. 480-2000. 
In the East Valley, call 480-232-5458. In the West Valley, 602-299-8851. Or go to azroof.com. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And we are talking with Jeff Lawson from Lawson Family Plumbing and talking about all things plumbing today. And, you know, Jeff, one of the things I want to get into, which is, um, you know, it seems that it's very prevalent all the way around because, you know, not everything lasts forever. And we're talking about leaks in... Uh, in homes. Now we actually went down and one of your texts went down, uh, met me. We took a look at um, a, a, um, actually a high rise condo down off of Camelback. And it had, uh, it had that water had, it had a flood basically flooded about half the place. So naturally the remediation people came in and did their, their stellar, let's remove two feet of drywall all the way around they took out it took out about almost all the base cabinets and everything else but the 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 problem is people don't understand it sometimes some of that some of that stuff can be avoided it doesn't ordinarily just happen it's usually at least in my in my experience it's usually been a valve or a, or a, a faucet line or something under the sink that lets go or they try and do something and then before you know it 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 just the line lets go or something happens in the wall. I mean, it, what did, what's your experience on that? Well, there's all kinds of contributing factors. Um, uh, first and foremost, your pressure is going to have a lot to do with it. Um, a lot of places in the valley, well, almost nowhere in the valley, does the city regulate the actual pressure? I mean, they regulate it, but they don't really regulate it. Um, so the pressure coming to any residential home could be anywhere from uh, let's say 50 on the low end to 130 to 140 on the high end, um, especially if it's an area that's being developed. Um, it, your pressure is naturally going to be higher in that area. Uh, but um, what happens is the, the city pumps pressure there to try to accommodate for the usage in the area. But let's say the usage dramatically decreases in the area, and uh, that's naturally going to increase the pressure to everybody's home. Um, that's why uh, the uh, uh, UPC and the IPC 
which is uh, plumbing code for plumbers, um, basically stipulates that anything above 80 psi is going to be regulated to have a pressure reduce a pressure regulating valve at the house. That's right. Um, so anything above 80, you're going to want it. But checking pressure is kind of like I could come to your house at at you know four o'clock in the afternoon and your pressure is 75 psi, which is under the 80. But then I can come back at um, you know, 10 a.m. and your pressure is now 88. Um, the fluctuation mm-hmm. there is water usage. Time of day. Right, yeah. time of day. Um, and then it's going to be even higher in early morning hours. Yeah, and especially in a, in a, in a situation like this, more than likely there's a lot more variables because you're in a high-rise condo. A lot more. So there's a lot more condos within all the high-rise, yeah. so a lot more, you know, uh, even those, units. even those condos, uh, I'm, if, if the association there doesn't regulate the pressure themselves, um, which they probably they don't, should. it's probably regulated at each each individual condo. Yeah, there should be a min- yeah. minimum max stack pressure for the yeah. whole unit. Uh, right, which means that uh, places that are on the lower levels are going to have higher pressure than the places at the higher levels. Right. So your pressure is naturally going to be higher. So um, I'm pretty sure that they have meters of their own. There should be a regulator there to regulate that pressure. But it's not only that. You, you also want to know the structure of the house. You want to know the bones, so all the pipes, what kind of pipes there are. So going through uh, the history of pipes, there's several different pipes that you know are no longer – you can't use them anymore. Um, there's also several different shutoff valves, emergency shutoff valves, uh, angle stops. Uh, pressure tanks at the top. Pressure tanks. On, well, if there's a pressure tank at the top, that's because it's on a closed-loop system. So um, there are some some uh, cities, not here in the Valley specifically, but in other states, where it doesn't matter if you're on closed-loop or open-loop, and I'll, I'll tell you what that is in one second, you're required to have an expansion tank at your water heater. Um, mm-hmm. So an expansion tank prevents thermal stacking. Thermal stacking is what happens when the water heater has no way to release the pressure. Um, well, if you're on a closed loop, that's what that's going to do because a closed loop means that you have a check valve preventing water, the pressure from going back to the city. Um, open loop, obviously, you don't have a check valve. Um, but it, uh, thermal stacking could cause increase in pressure to the, the hot lines. Um, those old corrugated supply lines with, with that... <laughs> white cheap piece of plastic that connects to the faucet um uh those corrugated supply lines are horrible uh, the emergency shutoffs for those you go to turn them and they leak everywhere or the handle breaks off those are really fun oh you mean the pop in pop out types oh no those are plastic worse ones, yeah. I, I was getting to those <laughs> i'm sorry yeah the globe type the 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 ones that you turn multiple times to get them i mean yeah granted it's most likely just a packing nut tighten it down it'll It'll, it'll seal itself, but that's signs of dis, uh, deterioration inside the valve. Yeah. You might as well just take and care it, of it at the same time. Because I always yeah. look at those kind of valves that only have one shot. Yeah. Turn it off and replace well, it. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's all, there's all different types of things. Rubber washers for your, your washer and dryer, um, or, I mean, rubber hoses for your washer and dryer. Yeah. It actually says right on those to replace every five years. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to be checking them, then you may want to give it a braided steel. At least those have a 10-year. Yeah. Um, you don't lean over the washer and see this big bulge? Yeah, you shouldn't see a bulge <laughs> in your washer supply line. That's no, for sure. not at all. <laughs> if you do, you better, pull, you pull better, you needle. Step back you better call Jeff right away. Yeah. <laughs> and turn off the water first. Yes, to shut off the water first. That's the first thing. You know, When in doubt, just shut the water off and minimize what could happen 
or definitely what uh, is already happening. And then when you look at the washer manufacturer recommendations, turn the valves off after each use. Yeah, you're going to see people do that. Yeah, but unless you have either. those people that actually bought the one the, the dual switch where you flip it up and turn everything off. Well, let's look at it this way. Let's be realistic because a lot of people do that. For instance, okay, if you are going away, if you're going away, you should shut it off. Yep. You should definitely shut it off. At the, those angle stops, those valves at the washer, shut them off because you never know. You yep. never know what's going to happen. At least this way, all the valves are shut off because with that water line coming in, those things happen. At least yeah. you, because a lot of times when that goes bad, it's it's right outside your kitchen. So you get flooded every. You don't want to get a phone call when you're in Tahiti yeah, and it, have, well, hey, by the way, I'm your neighbor and, and there's, there's water, water coming, coming out, out of your, your driveway. Door, yeah. You know, you don't want to do that. And I'm like, those oh. Those are fun calls. Yeah, those are crap. Yeah, right, really. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. nothing. Fly like, home? No. Like, uh, yeah, right. Fly home. I find your neighbor. Hey, could you shut the water off at the street for me? You know, you it, know? It, <laughs> the, the really crazy part about all, it, all the preventative things that could help with uh, detect and shut off an isolation they become really costly. So basically by doing the preventative measures, you're, what I'd be doing is wiring in sensors all throughout your house, and those sensors would, sensors would backfeed to an automatic shutoff valve at the main that's sent to your phone through Wi-Fi. And basically if it detects any moisture anywhere, it automatically shuts off the incoming supply line, sends an alert to your phone, and tells you what's going on. But systems like that, um, or even close to that, are, they become really costly. Um, little water alarms, if you're home, those are awesome. They're inexpensive. Put them in the areas that you're going to typically see leaks, like in your cabinets where there's obvious water, uh, supply lines coming out, um, near your toilet, behind the back of the toilet, um, uh, behind your, your washer. Uh, uh, places like that, what they are is the little probes, and as soon as they make a contact, basically water conducts electricity. So uh, it, the probes... Um, will sense the water because it connects the electricity uh, connection and it sends out an alarm. And the alarm doesn't shut off, you know, just because, and it doesn't go off just because. Um, so those are really inexpensive. Uh, you can actually just, uh, I don't know where specifically, but you can Google it. Um, I do know a, pl a few places, but I don't recommend, <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend something that I'm not, you know, 100% with. Uh, but... Uh, uh, those are great devices that will help if you're home. If you're not home, have somebody watching your house. If you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, there's a catch-22 to the whole theory of shutting off your water uh, because when you come back home, your rubber washers and your gaskets and everything else may have dried out. Because yeah, the, wa those the wax rings on the toilet go bad. Wax stuff rings, like yeah, that. because those, those things are going to require water um, on the inside in order to lubricate them. Um, but other than that, uh, have somebody watching your house, shut the water off, and you should be good. Just when you get home, you turn the water back on. Just be cautious and, and look through everything. Yeah, make sure. One other thing that we want to talk about, obviously, you know, as we talked about in the first segment, about the weather. The weather and cold pipes. Cold pipes, especially here in Arizona, because water lines are not as deep in Arizona as they are back east or up in the Midwest because of uh, the ground temperature and how cold it is. And, cold inches. you know, especially, you know, you hear these, you know, you, everybody's talking about, you know, plants. How about your water lines? 
coming out of the ground. What would you say would is is putting those foam insulators on the pipes coming out of the ground? How how much does that really help? Well, the foam is oftentimes the place that the water is going to freeze at. So if you're in, a, in an outskirt area or even in the inner inner city, uh, we had a hard freeze here. I think it was like five or six years ago. Temperature dropped below 29 degrees for four consecutive hours, um, which is considered a hard freeze. Um, that's going to freeze pipes. And then if you have any pipes that are in your attic or pipes that are exposed outside, you do need to cover them and insulate them. Uh, the foam helps a lot. Um, they even have little facade foam plant things or rock mm-hmm. things that you the can box. put right over. Yeah, and that, that's going to help a lot. The The underground part, to penetrate <laughs> 12 inches, it's it's not going to. So you it's not going to, unless literally we drop to, you know, Below ten degrees, it's gonna it's gonna penetrate that, and it would have to be for a an extended while, period, an of, extended time. period yeah. of time. But all of our water pipes are code is twelve inches or more. Um, water is twelve inches or more. Uh, gas is eighteen inches or more, and sewage is twenty four inches or more. So um, everything kind of has its its own code requirements. But uh, the insulating does help for sure. Um, but more concerned with the pipes that are in the attic or the pipes that are run yeah. on the roof. Um, those definitely need to be insulated and the insulation needs to be checked often periodically. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've seen, I looked at a home last week that we're going to be doing a remodel at, and the house was, uh, was so big and there was a section that was added on. Well, whatever they did, I don't know. I don't think they wanted the, uh, they, I think they had a leak and they didn't want to go back and uh, start saw cutting concrete and, and fixing lines. So they just bypassed it, went up and over on the roof and brought it back down the other side of the house to supply. On the roof? Yeah. <laughs> went over the other side. And there was no, <laughs> Jeff is just sitting here looking at the sky laughing. You know, and that's what they did. And, we can, and we're like, uh, well, if we're going to do a remodel, we're going to fix that because we're not going to do that. Not to mention, I think they probably needed... They should, the house was so big, they really needed two wa- hot water heaters, they, you know, or, or, or tankless, whatever, because that one really, with the add-on that they did, yeah. I think they were, they were pushing it. It was just too much, too many, too many, too many, too many fixtures for too the Too many fixtures. Tank. Yeah, really. But, yep. but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, Jeff, that's not a, <laughs> that is not a, a uh, procedure that you would recommend. <laughs> no, I definitely wouldn't recommend exposed water lines. Uh, bad idea. Very bad, bad idea. idea. <laughs> well, and it's just as bad, you know, talking bad water lines, you know, that's that along with, you know, air conditioning ducts up there that are on, uninsulated. That's just as bad. Yeah, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. So you, you <laughs> wonder, like we said in July, Dan's laughing. In July, it gets, it gets, you know, people say, well, where's the cold water? But because it gets so ground down, it's preheated, down, it's so, it's it preheated before it even comes out of your faucet. cold AC? Yeah, same you know? thing. It's preheated yeah. in the ducts. Hey, the really great thing is I get you wouldn't believe how many people call us in the summertime. My water never gets cold. Welcome to Arizona. That's it. You know, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what you, it is. Do you realize summertime inspections, I now uh, take an infrared camera picture of the temperature of the cold water and then an infrared camera picture of the hot water so they know that I tested for both. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then a lot of times I'll go out to the spigots outside and take a shot of that to show them straight off the street at the at the main how hot the water's coming out. So 
Don't chew at me. Well, what's but this is what you're buying. What's more so is is people that aren't familiar with our summers is if you have pipes that run through the attic, um, preheat. It could get up to that that water line left just sitting up there can get up to 130 to 140 degrees. Easy. So, uh, I mean, you really need to, you know, when you turn on the cold, it's it's not going to be cold or yeah. the hot for that matter. Either yeah. way, because there's no there. anti scald scald for the cold side. Correct. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> that's right on the shower gotcha there is there. on the shower uh, the shower has the shower is called a posi temp uh what that does is that prevents uh pressure from being you know hot or cold uh posi temp but if you just turn on the cold it's just going to be whatever the temperature is as long right. as it hits that pressure reg that what what's needed mm-hmm. for the pressure um so yeah you're going to have Serious problems, especially two-handle faucets at your laboratory faucets and those kind mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the other issues too, where you have to run like the house that I share with my folks right now, taking care of them. My mom gets mad because it takes her ten minutes to get warm water to do dishes, and I'm like, we got a brand new water heater in here, but still, it's the pipes, mom. It's the pressure. It's everything going on. It's going to take forever to get the hot water. And I run out of hot water pretty quick in my shower, too, which is not fun this time of year. You can put in a recirculating pump. That would help that. Yeah. Ooh, thank yeah. you. So you can yeah. put in a, a comfort series recirculating pump. But 10 minutes, how big is your house? It's only, um, what is it, a 12 by 60? Um, so basically. It's a double wide trailer. Double wide mobile home in a, re- in a retirement So they must have just coiled the pipe up to Somewhere. make sure it take longer for you to get hot water. Yeah. yeah just, I don't I don't know what they did, but 10 minutes is an awful long time to get hot water. Yeah, for and the it, kitchen sink. And then you're in a double wide, which means that uh, you probably only have a 30 or 40 gallon, I'm assuming, electric water heater. Uh, it's electric and gas. Okay, you do have gas. Yes. Do you know if the water heater is gas or not? I would believe it is. Okay. That, it cost me 2800 bucks to replace, so that you should You called the you. wrong company. It was an emergency with two old people in the house, you know, how that goes. You know, we are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, now I know. <laughs> right. I didn't know Just, that. <laughs> See, now now that I've met him, I do know that. But this was before I met you. Uh, of so, course. Yeah. Of course. The um, uh, Put it in a comfort, uh, comfort series or circulating pump. What that does is that puts a... Uh, crossover underneath like the kitchen sink um so it puts a crossover it allows um uh i want to say it's 0.3 gallons per minute to backflow back through the cold line all the way to the water heater and then it keeps it recirculating there's a catch-22 to that is in the winter months you're not going to ever have cold water well you will it'll just take as long to get cold water as it used to take to get hot water. That's okay. Because I'm because we would be back feeding the hot water through the cold line back to the water heater where the pump is at, um, which is uh, a great way to make sure that you have instant uh, instant warm water. It's not going to prime the water to what the water heater setting is at. So if the water heater is set at let's say 120, um, that diverter is set to automatically there, there's there's wax in it that liquefies at 102 to 105 degrees, which then seals it to prevent more water from transferring over because it doesn't want to send scalding water to that faucet right away. So it'll be warm, 102 to 105. Yeah, It makes me wonder why I get 145 sometimes at a lot of these uh, inspections I do. Well, those could be hard piped. Yeah. If it's it's a hard pipe recirculating pump without a thermostatic control. Yeah, yeah, it's just straight straight there and back. Yeah, yeah. So those... 
Um, there should be a thermostatic control on it, but oftentimes they're not plumbed with thermostatic control, uh-huh. so it's just straight hot water. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's where my report starts getting specific. Protect yourself. You can scald and burn skin yeah. at temperatures above one twenty-five. Yep. Yeah, those things happen. You got to be careful. You know, because it, it, you get a lot of people will turn and get give request. Hey, could you turn? Could you turn up my? You know, the temperature on my hot water heater because it's not warm. You know, it's not warm enough in 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 the winter time. And you know, I always tell people don't mess with it. Yeah. Just anything above 125 it. It, within three seconds, you're going to cause burning, um, and then it greatly reduces the amount of time it t- causes to scald. Uh, the higher you go in temperature, I mean, personally, <laughs> this is not a recommendation. Uh, my <laughs> tankless water heater set at 140, but I have a uh, I have scald protects on everything, and then I also have a uh, mixing valve that mixes the water after the water heater, um, so that allows me to get you know, uh, just hotter water coming through. Um, and then uh, it's less stress that I put on my dishwasher. But dishwashers have an element, and this is the biggest concept, which most people think, I need to turn my water up to 140 to kill the bacteria. Um, well, that's back in, like, when dishwashers first came out. 60s, yeah. And they didn't have heating elements in them. That was true. You would need to have 140-degree water to kill the bacteria. But now the, there's heating elements in every dishwasher it's automatically going to get the temperature up to the point of killing the bacteria. Yeah, there's boosters in there for yeah. that. Yeah, so it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Jeff, how can our listeners contact you? Oh, there's multiple ways to contact us. <laughs> um, you can call our office, um, East Valley, 480-302-9928. West Valley is 602-413-5790. You can go to our website, which is LawsonFamilyPlumbing.com. Um, you can look us up on just about any review site, um, uh, there's countless. Uh, we're a five-star rated company no matter where you look at us. Um, you can email. Uh, you can email us directly from the website. You can go to the Contact Us page. Um, yeah. Yeah. So multiple ways you can always, con- you can always find us right here on imagehomeimprovementshow.com. So uh, we want to make sure that uh, – you have you're armed as listeners to all the different things that you need to know, obviously about your home, and that's what the show is all about. Plumbing is a key aspect of taking care of your home, making sure that you're aware of all these different things, and you know. And uh, we want to make sure that we have that information out to you. And as always, all our shows are archived right on StarWorldWideNetworks.com, along with our show website, ImageHomeImprovementShow.com. But, Jeff, thanks so much for being on the show today. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. All right. Jeff Lawson, Lawson Family Plumbing. Yeah, what? <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff does all our plumbing work on all our remodels and all the different things that Image Home Improvement does. So uh, you always make sure that uh, it's great to have him as a partner here and as a, as a subcontractor in our remodeling business. And uh, we want to remind everybody that uh, you will find us here next week. Next week, uh, March 2nd, very special day coming your way, which uh, I'm sure everybody's going to have something to say next week, but we're not going to talk about it right now. And uh, remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. You're a great American. I love you. Well, we're moving on now. We're moving on now.